Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I came here to win championships, to win the NFC North, to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, to help shepherd and lead a stadium development project, to embrace our alumni, to embrace our history and tradition, and to embrace the absolutely incredible Chicago Bear fans. That's the new president of the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren. From yesterday, we'll talk to Hub Arkish in 30 minutes. Joining us now, a few people who know more about being the president of an NFL team than someone who was the president of an NFL team for a long time. Former Eagles president Joe Banner with us, also was the CEO of the Browns and a front office consultant for the Falcons. Joe Banner with us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Joe, thank you for the time. How are you doing today? No, good to be with you. Happy to have some time with you. Uh, we really appreciate it. First of all, I assume you, you know Kevin Warren? You know Kevin well, consider him a friend, and think they made a good decision. Uh, why? Why should Bears fans be happy about the hire? Well, it's a combination of things. I mean, listen, I don't put as much weight on experience as some, but that doesn't mean I don't place value. So his experience between his recent two jobs is just outstanding. Uh, he's a good person with high integrity. He knows the business. I think he understands uh, what helps NFL teams be successful versus those that aren't. Uh, obviously, the stadium uh, challenges that uh, he, he'll face, and I think he has the uh, not just the experience, but dealing with a very complicated, difficult situation they very effectively, and I think they ended up with a deal that was both reasonable to the public and reasonable to the team and, and just a beautiful building. Uh, got a Super Bowl in it as part of the deal. So I think as you look at this different elements of what's likely to be the areas in which the president of the team actually impacts the organization, the facility, and most importantly, the fans, how they do, uh, I think he's got a good track record and he's he's smart enough to to make a very positive impact, in my opinion. Now, I also really like Ted Phillips. So, you know, you you can base how much weight you want to put, in my opinion, on that. But I think Ted generally is that it did a really good job running the team as well. See, that's the thing. A lot of us who are celebrating the hire and enjoying the hire are loving the newness of it because it is outside the organization, outside the McCaskey family and outside of, uh, of, of, of Ted. Um, so, but you're kind of removing that part of it. Uh, what has been the perception of bears ownership and infrastructure over the last few decades to you? Well, I think they thought of as a strong quality run, organization i don't put them in the like most progressive 
you know, looking ahead, uh, creating the next new thing in the NFL, whether it's on the field or off the field. But that's a pretty small group of teams. Um, I think in terms of making good decisions on on operating, having a sensitivity and a passion and appreciation for the fans is something that, you know, my conversation with him, I always thought he was extremely strong in that area. You know, I think if you look at the other thing that a president does that's really crucial is hire and fire. I think he's done a good job there. Do I think he's the best in the league? No. Do I think he's done a job that no one else could match? No. But do I think he's done well? I do. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there are some values in, you know, steadiness. Now, I understand that, you know, steadiness, if you're not doing as well as you want, is bad. But um, the idea that you have predictability, and again, I'm talking now as I think about coaches, as I think about agents that are working with an organization, they've got a prospective coach deciding whether it's a place they want to go or not, um, kind of knowing what to expect and an organization having a particular culture. Um, I generally think of as being an asset. So, you know, those those are, you know, we did put together a stadium deal, which people need to understand is is not easy. And, listen, I like the stadium. I understand for a variety of reasons they may be looking to do something new, and I understand that. Um, but I thought they did a real good job there. And I know coming to the building as, a, as an opponent, uh, both liked the building and, you know, worried about, you know, the fact that they went a little bit smaller and tighter made it a very difficult environment for the visiting team. Joe Banner is our guest from 33rd Team. He was the president of the Eagles from 95 to 2012. In what ways will Kevin Warren help the Bears win more football games? Well, I think, again, he's he's going to hire – listen, for me, when I used to interview people as the president of the Eagles, I would start the interview by saying, listen, I want you to know how seriously I'm taking this because I literally consider the most important thing I do is get to decide who works here and who doesn't. Because I could do my job great, but it's such a small piece of what really matters. And if I don't hire really good people, we are not going to achieve our goals. So I view Kevin as somebody that has a track record of doing a good job in hiring, and I think that's the single most important thing you do. If you're in a situation where you need a stadium, then that's the second most important thing you do. That's the foundation of the team. It affects the perceptions of the franchise. It affects how desirable a place it is to come to work. And it does help you. It's not the difference maker, but it does help you in recruiting players and being perceived as a place that an organization that people want to be part of. So I could go down a long list, but for me, the two most important things are things that I think he's already demonstrated that he's good at, and there's no reason to think he won't continue to be good at it in a new in a new position. But it's just with a different team. It's really a very similar job to what he's done. As a team president, um, were you ever involved in football conversations that where, where, where you had input on, on things? And is that right for a team president to be involved in those things? Well, I guess the answer is it depends. Um, at the time that I was running the Eagles, I was the only team president that had both the football operation and the business operation reporting to him. So I was involved in personnel decisions intimately with kind of Andy Reid and I being kind of key partners for 14 years. I was the lead person in the organization on anything to do cap or trade related in terms of whether it was ideas, negotiating deals, so on and so forth. Obviously, again, in collaboration with other people, um, you know, but that was a situation where it was judged by the people there and the owner and the head coach in particular that I had a skill set that could make us better in those areas. Um, I led the efforts 
in our coach hirings. Fortunately, we didn't do many because I was there 18 years, and four were Ray Rhodes and 14 were Andy Reid. So we had longevity and continuity uh, once we got to Andy. But in both of those searches, one, I think, did decently and one exceptionally well. Um, you know, I led the uh, putting together the list, the organizing of the interviews and frankly developing the criteria of what were the things we were going to look for in this coach. I led all of those efforts as well. So I think it depends. I think Kevin's background says that to not include him at all would be the mistake. You have to work with him on an everyday basis and actually hear what he's thinking and doing to just define exactly where that line stops and where it starts. Uh, but I would go into it with, in his case, with an open mind to the fact that he could contribute on in those areas as well. Uh, did you ever, and I wonder if he will ever, uh, say, you know what, this is actually something you should decide on yourself. It's uh, something outside of my purview, just barely. Did you ever make that kind of decision? Well, I'd say it a little differently, and it was really how we operated. There were plenty of times where I said, listen, I don't have a strong conviction about this. Um, you guys should really drive this. And we had the opposite. I mean, people think of Andy Reid as a very controlling kind of in-charge guy, and he is a strong leader, but he was a collaborator. So there were times Andy Reid was the one who would say, listen, you know, there could be four people in the room having a debate. So listen, you guys have a really strong conviction about what, what direction we should head. Mine is different, but, you know, just like everybody in the room, I've made mistakes. So if you guys all feel the same way, you feel that strongly about something, let's just go you know, with how you think we should do it. And we had that environment that I certainly had, you know, my fair share of times where I was the one saying, you know, listen, here's my thoughts, but you guys know this area better, or you guys have a stronger opinion or whatever, you know, let's go in whatever direction you think is best. And well-run organizations, that should be common. Joe Banner is our guest, former president of the Eagles. He's with us on behalf of 33rd team. What, um, because it's a big off season, Joe, right? The Bears have Justin Fields. They've got $120 million in cap space. They have the number one pick. And now they've got a new president uh, in Kevin Warren who officially doesn't start until April, uh, has to figure out a new stadium, but says he kind of already feels like he's started now. Uh, he says that Arlington Park is top priority, but they've got all these pressing football needs. How do you think the, the delineation of labor is going to go here? Well, I think he's, gonna, he's got a team in place that was brought in to figure those things out. I think he'd be smart to include himself and engage, uh, but also respect the fact that kind of the process, the philosophy, you know, their jobs are, are kind of set. Their job descriptions kind of where's the line of what each one is expected to do. Even the labor division between the two of them has been set. So I would encourage him to kind of weigh in slowly, um, but also where he saw things that he really thought you know, weren't being done the best way or the thinking wasn't the smartest or even just asked a lot of tough questions to make sure all the research that needs to be done, every angle that could be thought of was at least considered. Uh, I think he can play a role like that. I'm not sure I'd charge right in and start trying to make decisions or um, change the philosophy and the job descriptions that have been established. I don't think that would be fair to the people that are there and not necessarily the best use of his time initially. You know, I, 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 ideally, I, w I would think that Ryan Poles could say, you know what, there's some stuff that I've been dealing with as GM that is kind of a drain on my time. Is this stuff that you could do or hire somebody to do? Uh, because there's probably things you could take off of the plate of the football evaluator. 
Yeah, listen, I've actually been fairly public in saying this for I was uh, I thought Ryan Pace would do a good job when I hired him. I don't mean this to disparage anybody, but I changed my mind when he stopped using Cliff Stein as his cap guy and lead contract guy. I literally think Cliff is the best at that job in the in the entire league. And I say that for two reasons. But the main one is it's extremely difficult to negotiate with the same agents over and over and still maintain a positive trust and relationship with them and to really understand the cap and how to take advantage of it when you want to and kind of let back sit, sit back and let things kind of play out when you need to. You know, I thought Cliff did an exceptional job of that. So I guess you're asking me a Kevin Warren questions, but I'm adding Cliff's name to the answer to the question. And there are things like that that Kevin knows really well and, uh, you know, may have philosophies about that could actually make them better. And he should be engaged in those conversations. I just think he should walk um, not slowly, but not full speed ahead, you know, from day one, especially with two guys that are established and were hired with an expectation as to exactly what they would do and what they wouldn't do. Um, but he's president of the team, so he should know everything that's going on and he should have a perspective and where he thinks he should make a difference. He should at least have a voice. That's different than saying he should make the decision but he should at least be a part of the conversation. Listen, I worked in Philadelphia. The most important thing Jeff Lurie did as the owner was he was constantly drilling us with questions that made us better. I mean, we there was no chance we weren't going to have a thorough process because we knew he was going to come in with a bunch of tough questions. And if we weren't prepared, you know, we were going to look, you know, we were going to look like jerks, frankly. <laughs> so that set the bar, and that was a very important role without any of us thinking he was interfering. We actually thought, he was making this better. So, you know, I assumed part of that role there, but Jeff led that. Kevin Warren could be very valuable in an area like that. Um, and fairly quickly, you need somebody who's challenging your thinking, even if they're not disagreeing with you. They're forcing you to be really thorough and think through everything that could possibly need to be figured out. You know, Joe, what's interesting, I, I wonder how many NFL fan bases really think about the president of the team. Um like in New England, would people be surprised to know that it's Kraft's kid or in Pittsburgh that it's a Rooney or in Indy that it's an Ursay or in Kansas City that it's a guy named Mark Donovan who you obviously uh, you know, know and mentored? I just uh, – it feels to me like the impact on wins and losses is much more like a Ryan Poles, Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus question than a Kevin Warren question. Is that, is that the wrong read on the situation? No, you're right in uh, overwhelming the number of situations. Obviously, if the president of the team's involved in football decisions, then to the extent he's involved, he has some impact and the public should you know, have some sense of that. But I think last time I looked, which was probably a couple of years ago, I think it was literally half, 16 of the 32 teams, the president was the son of the owner. <laughs> so, you know, there's not 32 of these. They say, well, there's only 32 coaching jobs. Really, it's so valuable that I can't say no. When you get to team president, there's really only maybe it's 18 now or 14. I don't know, but at one point recently it was 16. There's only 16 of these jobs available in the world. So if it's somebody that has reason to be included in some of the football decisions, then maybe it's somebody you should pay a little closer attention to. But that's a pretty small percentage of the league. So I agree with your point overwhelmingly. You know, the thing is, we've uh, if you trace the history of the Hallis and McCaskey family, 
they've looked for a family member who was good at this. They've spent a lot of time mm-hmm. looking, Joe. And and some say that Muggs was going to be great at it, but then passed away early. Michael did the job and then got kind of embarrassed and moved around. George has tried. So sometimes there's not a family member available, it seems. Well, that's absolutely true. And there are family members running teams that shouldn't be. And if they can acknowledge that, work through the family dynamics to get the right people in the right position, you know, maybe you could say it took too long, but I at least applaud that they got there because most of the teams don't ever get there. That person has tenure effectively and good, bad, or indifferent. That's who's going to be in that job. And so then one another theory that I've floated here, uh, Joe, and tell me if I'm, uh, if I'm hot or cold, I guess. Um, the Bears stadium renovation was not popular. Um, but it seems to me because there's, you know, a general fund and the NFL needs to vote and approve on all of this stuff. There's an approved list of contractors and all that, like Atlanta, San Francisco, LA, Vegas, uh, us bank with which Kevin Warren did in Minneapolis, Dallas, AT&T feels like all the new stadiums at this point work. And the NFL has gotten to a point where it's too big to fail. I, I'm not terribly concerned that they are going to mess up the new bears stadium does the NFL have so much oversight on this that it's basically impossible to mess this up at this point? Actually, the NFL has <clears throat> only a couple of spots in which they can actually make a difference. Now, that doesn't mean they don't ever have an opinion or weigh in, although it's less than people think. Uh, they try to respect. The league is very aggressive and engaged in anything that's considered a league issue. Things that are considered team issues, local issues, especially as they relate to the makeup of the teams and stuff like that. They try to keep their hands up as much as they can because, frankly, they get a very aggressive pushback from teams that believe they're perfectly capable of running their own business. But they do approve things like some of the financing. I mean, they approve the financing that comes out of the league and the other teams, and they approve the overall financing structure of the deal. Um, And they do, when they do that, they do get access to things like the plans for the stadium and so on and so forth. So there is a little bit of oversight there. But I think you're right. I mean, I have stadiums that I like better than others, but I'm hard-pressed to think of a new stadium that I went into and didn't think this was really neat and cool and what a great place for a fan to experience a game from. You know, the, the seats are all closer, the buildings are tighter, the escalation of the quality of things like concessions you know, they still struggle with things like lines, but the quality and the variety. I mean, it used to be like there were two concession companies that bid against each other. And, you know, one of them won and the quality of the food wasn't great. and The prices were terrible. Now, at least, there's a bunch of teams that are brought in like local restaurants and consultants and things that can really enhance the experience. So I think you'll see that in whatever it is that the Bears do next. It's a lot of, a lot of really good experience that was helpful for us, Joe. Thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. Good to be with you guys. Enjoy. It's Joe Banner, 33rd team, former president of the Eagles, also has experience high up in the front office of the Atlanta Falcons and Cleveland Browns. Yeah, also worked at 1210 WCAU Radio in Philadelphia a long, long time ago. But, you know, it's for another time. Some of that may be in the weeds for some people, but I thought really interesting and kind of thought-provoking. We can react to it for a few minutes before Hub Arkish joins us at four on the score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.